When we are in a state of dysregulation, we are in a state of survival. Our nervous system, our body, our energy, all the past versions of ourselves believe that whatever is happening is so deeply threatening that we need to survive this. Welcome to the Embodied Woman podcast with me, Rebecca Wilson. An embodied experiential space for you to drop deep into the wealth of wisdom within your being and activate a fuller, richer you. I am a feminine awakener, thought leader, embodied business doula, sacred business midwife, healer, and all-round medicine woman. I am here to guide women deeper into their essence and power, to activate their life force, awaken pleasure, and support them to live an embodied life. I will help you birth your visions, dreams, creations, desires, and sacred business into the world from an easeful, embodied, and rooted place within. My work supports women to become more available for life, love, relationship, connection, creation, pleasure, and wealth. I will activate you into self-leadership and self-mastery to truly live an embodied and awakened life. Welcome on the journey, my love. Hello, gorgeous. Welcome back to the Embodied Woman podcast with me, Rebecca. In today's episode, I really welcome you to join me on this deep dive as we explore true resource in the body. And particularly within this theme of resource, which is so alive for me right now, in this season and chapter of my life and is also so very alive in my community and all of the women that I have the honor and privilege of sharing time and space with and conversations. There is such a energy and a spark of awakening around womanhood and truly resourcing our bodies, ourselves on all levels, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. And very often what I find or found in my own journey and also within the journeys of the women that I share my world with is that we can often be resourcing ourselves in one of those spaces maybe our physical body is well-resourced and nourished, and yet there is a deficit or a lack of care and attention to resourcing our emotional self or our spiritual self. Maybe it's vice versa. We are deeply resourcing ourselves energetically and spiritually through practices and tools that we have, yet we seem to be maybe not paying such great care and attention to our physical or our body. I have certainly danced within these two polarized expressions, if we will, kind of flip-flopping or springing to one side and then the other 
in my younger years, I was very committed to resourcing my physical body through training and diet and exercise and movement, and maybe not so much in connection to my emotional or spiritual aspects. And then as the journey goes, a doorway opened and I became very deeply committed to taking care of my spiritual self, my energetic body and my emotional field. And through this, lost touch with the practices that took care of my physicality through nutrition and training and movement and exercise. And more recently, over the past few years, I have been on this beautiful journey of unifying these two places or these two more extremes. I would sense them in myself as opposites anyway, and bringing them more into balance and wholeness and really exploring how do I resource myself on all levels? What do I need to feel resourced emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, energetically, with an understanding that all of those aspects and expressions are so deeply intertwined and connected, and they're all birthed from the same source and the same place. And here we truly get to arrive on this journey of taking care of ourselves, the full spectrum of ourselves. And this has been the inspiration for me in my personal journey, in my learning journey throughout this past year. At the beginning of the year, I dove deep into somatic training, working with attachment styles in the body, attachment styles that are formed throughout our childhood and how they exist somatically in our patterns and beliefs and nervous system and how we are able to unravel and unwind them, to be able to relate with ourselves, with the multifaceted aspects of ourselves, and therefore life and others. And this really expands into all forms of relationship, the relationship we have with partners, with children, with family members and friends, but also the relationships we cultivate with members of our community, people that we work with in whichever expression of creation or work we find ourselves in. Life really is a huge experience of relational meeting of ourselves and something or someone else. So that was a really profound training and exploration for me and really deepened into the many years of learnings that I have been on over the last decade And within this, I also began to explore the root cause protocol for my own explorations and healing. And this took me on a really powerful journey back into the body in a new and different way. So much so that I decided to train with the root cause protocol this year to be able to qualify to offer hair mineral testing and also support myself, my family and friends, and also my clients on a journey of remineralizing and healing the body through nutrition, nourishment, metabolic healing, exploring a way of living and fueling the body in a nutrient dense way. 
coming back into connection with nature, a more natural way of living and eating and fueling the body. And so far, it's been a pretty amazing journey with some really big revelations, but more of that will be revealed very soon. I will be offering this within my individual mentorships by the time this podcast goes live. So if this is something that is you are curious about, then connect with me on Instagram or via email and we can discuss how uh, the addition of the hair mineral testing, the root cause protocol, um, along with embodiment, somatic healing, feminine healing, energy healing, womb healing and connecting, energy activations, all of the yummy stuff that I have been serving and teaching for many years with the addition of this uh, support of the body, then reach out, connect. It's available in individual mentorships. It is also something that is coming to a group program in 2024. So if you feel like that is the kind of space for you, and again, it's sparking a curiosity, then I, again, welcome you. Connect with me, reach out. We can pop you on a wait list. It will be an intimate group that will be guided. I will be guiding through this uh, journey. And I'm super excited to share all of that when the time is right. We're still in gestation at the moment. And so a theme that has become really alive for me throughout this process of re-inhabiting my body in a new way, remineralizing my body after learning the impacts of stress and trauma and how they deplete the body energetically and also impact our nervous system and also impact our mineral levels in our body and therefore impact our ability to be existing from a minerally regulated place. And therefore, most of us that have experienced trauma or stress of many varying kinds can often exist in a state of mineral depletion or dysregulation. The body is so wise and constantly wants to try and find balance and homeostasis. And sometimes when it can't in the way that it's naturally designed to, it tries to adapt and do things in different ways and create some strategies. And when that happens, what can often happen is things get moved into different places. Things stop working in the way that they are designed to in nature and therefore dysregulation um, can often happen. And that exists in the mind and the body and the nervous system on a cellular level. We become very depleted of energy and therefore don't feel like we have the cellular energy to experience life in the fullness that we may desire to. And something that's become really clear for me, many things which I'll be speaking into over the next few months and possibly years, but this thread that came so alive for me, which was in a time in my remineralization journey where I was exploring the dysregulated aspects of my nervous system and I'm sat here after many, many years, 
thousands of hours of coaching and therapy and training, you know, 10 years of supporting myself in different ways, body work, massage, energy healing. I was sat in meditation and just contemplation really uh, and exploring this feeling of when the body is dysregulated, either because it has been dysregulated in the truth of the moment now, but most often we become dysregulated in the present because an old wound or pain or trauma or an old stress that still exists in the body that hasn't found balance or homeostasis yet, that still exists as a contraction or a closure or a knot of emotion. These old points in time that are trapped within the tapestry of the body become activated throughout our daily lives and the interactions that we have. And there we often get triggered, if we will, use that word, which I know can feel very loaded at times or activated, or we get taken back into a historical pain or feeling or emotion. And we move from a seemingly calm or relaxed and rest and digested, regulated place, a responsive place in our nervous system into a state of reaction where we maybe feel the nervous system enter the fight, flight, freeze, or fawn state, where we somehow are activated into a feeling or a sensation in the body that does not feel regulated or calm. It can feel dysregulated, ungrounded. It may be full of a warm sensation or an activated energy in the body. Those feelings when the nervous system starts to enter into dysregulation. Now we all have a familiar territory in our dysregulated states. Some it's fight, some it's flight, some it's freeze, some it's fawn. We will have created strategies and expressions within dysregulation that worked for us at some point in time and most likely stuck with them as they were the strategies that seemed to support us to feel safe in times where we often didn't feel safe. And on this journey of re-nourishing and remineralizing my body on all levels, these little moments of history that have been stored in my body began to resurface and rise in really interesting ways, often in interactions with family members and friends and my partner, as of course, these are the closest relationships to us and absolutely designed and co-created to touch these places in us so we can heal. And I noticed in myself, and here is a personal share, that in times where I felt dysregulated, particularly in my relationship with my partner, maybe because he said something in a way that somebody might have said something as a child that I made means it was bad or wrong, or I'm bad or wrong. I noticed that this pattern of freeze would come up in my body and I would lock into an almost like mannequin frozen state. And I had the awareness to recognize this was happening because of the years of embodiment processes and and somatic healing that I've done. But what I noticed in this was a new level of an inability 
to be kind whilst in those states. Kind to myself and then kind to the external world. Most of all, I found it quite challenging to be kind to myself. So what do I mean by that? Well, in these moments, in these interactions where I felt like I had maybe said something that was upsetting to someone and they had expressed some kind of upset or maybe we'd had a moment of conflict or a discussion, I noticed the habitual pattern inside of myself to make all of that mean something terrible about myself. And that continued this spiral of dysregulation in my body because I was jumping back in time to my inner child and she was taking over. And I would have these thoughts around myself that I was bad or wrong or a terrible person and I shouldn't feel the way I feel and all of these things. And therefore, I was really having some harsh conversations with myself. I was finding it really hard to be kind to myself when I had been in a state of perceiving that I had created something that was hurtful for somebody else. Or it's my responsibility to take care of everybody else was actually the theme. And if I didn't, then it meant that I was a bad person or I'm a terrible person or it's all my fault. The conflict that we had was all my fault and nobody else is responsible but me. I am 100% to blame. And this is a very familiar place for my inner child and for my childhood patternings to make it all mean that I was responsible, I was bad, I was wrong because that was an easier place for me to be as a child than to recognize the truth of what was happening in my family system. I then began to spread this awareness outwardly and see, well, I can see here in these moments I'm dysregulated and therefore unable to be kind to myself. Where else does this happen? And I noticed when life is full and really busy and incredibly complex, which it is, because that is the human experience that we're all here having. Kindness is not an easy thing to reach for. And why is that? Well, ultimately, when we are in a state of dysregulation, fight, flight, freeze, fawn, we are in a state of survival. Our nervous system, our body, our energy, all the past versions of ourselves believe that whatever is happening is so deeply threatening that we need to survive this. And therefore, we go into a dysregulated state and we pull on all of the strategies and the coping mechanisms that have worked historically to survive. And what I I have found to be true for myself and also witnessed in many people that I have in my life, when we are in a state of survival, it's really hard to be kind because actually we don't need kindness to survive. Kindness isn't 
an essential ingredient in survival. So when we are existing in our day-to-day lives, in states of survival, fight, flight, freeze, fawn, cortisol levels are imbalanced, we are not resting well or sleeping well, so our body is in a state of uh, perpetual depletion. We may be experiencing anxiety, adrenal fatigue, burnout. These are all symptoms of high levels of stress in the system. A system that's in stress is in survival. We don't need to be kind there. We need to survive. The primitive part of us, the animal body, if we will, will go into the strategies, the movements, the behaviors, the expressions, the facial expressions that are so unconscious, the the hoofs, the sighs, the actions from this unconscious place of, I need to survive this threat. I am threatened and therefore I need to survive. So I don't need to choose kindness right now. In fact, kindness is not accessible to that state not with a great sense of ease. Kindness towards ourselves and others is mostly accessible when we are rested and digested, when we are calm, regulated, grounded, more relaxed and open, when we are resourced, refueled, resting well, and not in a state of depletion. We can access kindness there. We can choose kind thoughts about ourselves. We can choose kind conversations with ourselves. And then we can choose kindness externally too. Within our relationships, with our children, with our family members, with friends, with strangers, with our community. And so it's led me on this journey of radical responsibility because life is full and it's incredibly complex. Being a human is both of those things and so much more. The world is moving at a faster rate than ever. There are demands upon us that we are not even aware exist. Social media, job, work, family, school, friends, careers, purpose, mission, taking care of ourselves. There's this huge pool of things, stuff that can often deplete us and weigh us down. going to happen. That is part of life. The responsibility piece arrives in recognizing the fullness of life and committing to taking care of ourselves and our own energy so that we are better able to choose kindness, committing to ourselves, whether that be a five-minute breathing practice, two minutes standing with the feet on the grass, soaking in the morning light. Maybe you can gift yourself a bit longer, a meditation, a hot bath, some kind of tool or practice or connection piece that supports us in those moments where we come into dysregulation. It's okay to go there as part of life but it is the tools and the optimal experience is to recognize we're there and pivot out of it to then find our way back to a regulated state. From there, we're able to soften and relax and be kind once again to ourselves and everything and everyone else that we're in relationship with.
So my offer for you today, for this week, maybe for every single day beyond now, is to notice the moments where you may reach dysregulation, to take care of yourself there, to resource and renourish and arrive back into a calm, rested and regulated state so that you can choose kind thoughts, words, actions, and conversations, both with yourself and those that you love. Thank you for joining me on this journey today. If you loved this musing and sharing, I would love for you to share this episode far and wide. You can arrive into all of my offerings at rebecca-wilson.com Links to dive deeper with me are in the episode notes. Remember, my love, you are here to be the fullest, most potent, powerful, embodied version of you. I am here to guide you into that. Hey love, I'm just dropping in to share that the doors are open for the waitlist for the next round of Embodied Woman Group Mentorship. This is a journey like no other, a deep dive into embodiment, somatic awareness, self-honoring and healing practices, the journey of remineralization, awakening your feminine energy and restoring the resources within your heart, body, wombs, cells and overall vitality. This is my signature program which launches twice a year. There are limited spaces for the intake. If you're feeling the call, head on down to the show notes in this episode, click the link and join the waitlist where you will receive more information soon. Hope you enjoyed the episode of this podcast. Sending you so much love. Have a beautiful, vital and nourishing day.